welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey everybody, it's your girl, Gwen Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone tonight. And your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all your sisters and brothers in spirit. And remember y'all, we are all sisters and brothers in spirit, whether some accept that or not. But we all share the spirit of the one living God that dwells within us and is our life stream, our mighty I Am Presence. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and life, and y'all be loved. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him all things were made, without Him nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through Him all might believe. He Himself was not the light, He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light, and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light, so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. You are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light, so that you may become children of light. Then Jesus cried out, Whoever believes in me does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. The one who looks at me is seeing the one who sent me. I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me, should stay in darkness. Amen. John 1 1 1-14 John 3 19-21 John 9 5 John 8 12 John 12 35-36 John 12 44-46 Volume 2, Chapter 1 Since the day that modern science gave what may be considered the death blow to dogmatic theology, 
by assuming the ground that religion was full of mystery, and mystery is unscientific, the mental state of the educated class has presented a curious aspect. Society seems from that time to have been ever balancing itself upon one leg, on an unseen tightrope stretched from our visible universe into the invisible one, uncertain whether the end hooked on faith in the latter might not suddenly break and hurl it into final annihilation. The great body of nominal Christians may be divided into three unequal portions, materialists, spiritualists, and Christians proper. The materialists and spiritualists make common cause against the hierarchical pretensions of the clergy, who, in retaliation, denounce both with equal acerbity. The materialists are as little in harmony as the Christian sects themselves, the Comtists, or, as they call themselves, the Positivists, being despised and hated to the last degree by the schools of thinkers, one which Maudsley honorably represents in England. Positivism, be it remembered, is that religion of the future about whose founder even Huxley has made himself wrathful in his famous lecture, The Physical Basis of Life, and Maudsley felt obliged, in behalf of modern science, to express himself thus. It is no wonder that scientific men should be anxious to disclaim Comte as their lawgiver, and to protest against such a king being set up to reign over them. Not conscious of any personal obligation to his writings, conscious how much, in some respects, he has misrepresented the spirit and pretensions of science, they repudiate the allegiance which his enthusiastic disciples would force upon them, and which popular opinion is fast coming to think a natural one. They do well in thus making a timely assertion of independence, for if it be not done soon, it will soon be too late to be done well. When a materialistic doctrine is repudiated so strongly by two such materialists as Huxley and Maudsley, then we must think indeed that it is absurdity itself. H. P. Blavatsky Among Christians there is nothing but dissension. Their various churches represent every degree of religious belief, from the omnivorous credulity of blind faith to a condescending and high-toned deference to the deity which thinly masks an evident conviction of their own deific wisdom. All these sects believe more or less in the immortality of the soul. Some admit the intercourse between the two worlds as a fact, some entertain the opinion as a sentiment, some positively deny it, and only a few maintain an attitude of attention and expectancy. Impatient of restraint, longing for the return of the Dark Ages, the Romish Church frowns at the diabolical manifestations, and indicates what she would do to their champions had she but the power of old. Were it not for the self-evident fact that she herself is placed by science on trial, and that she is handcuffed, she would be ready at a moment's notice to repeat, in the 19th century, the revolting scenes of former days. As to the Protestant clergy, so furious is their common hatred towards spiritualism, that as a secular paper very truly remarks, they seem willing to undermine the public faith in all the spiritual phenomena of the past, as recorded in the Bible, if they can only see the pestilent modern heresy stabbed to the heart. Summoning back the long-forgotten memories of the Mosaic laws, the Romish Church claims the monopoly of miracles, and of the right to sit in judgment over them, as being the sole heir thereto by direct inheritance. The Old Testament, exiled by Colenso, his predecessors and contemporaries, is recalled from its banishment. The prophets, whom His Holiness the Pope condescends at last to place, if not on the same level with himself, at least at a less respectful distance, are dusted and cleaned. The memory of all the diabolical abracadabra is evoked anew. The blasphemous horrors perpetrated by paganism, its phallic worship, thaumaturgical wonders wrought by Satan, human sacrifices, incantations, witchcraft, magic, and sorcery are recalled, 
and demonism is confronted with spiritualism for mutual recognition and identification. Our modern demonologists conveniently overlook a few insignificant details, among which is the undeniable presence of heathen phallicism in the Christian symbols. A strong spiritual element of this worship may be easily demonstrated in the dogma of the Immaculate Conception of the Virgin Mother of God, and a physical element equally proved in the fetish worship of the holy limbs of Saints Cosmo and Damiano, at Isernia, near Naples, a successful traffic in which expoto in wax was carried on by the clergy, annually, until barely a half-century ago. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 15 Dear Hearts of the Light, tonight in releasing the greater illumination which must come to those under this radiation, I wish to call your attention again to the reminder we gave long ago in the beginning of this I Am activity. It was the first guard that beloved Saint Germain set up for us in the beginning of this work when we first began to receive the dictations. His first warning to us was that when you see anything at the inner level that is not surrounded by blazing light, do not accept it into your world, and command it and order it annihilated. The reason for that is this, anything that comes from your mighty I am presence or higher mental body has to come in blazing white light, because it is not composed of anything but light, and therefore its natural radiation is that of light. Anything that comes from an ascended master or cosmic being or the angelic host is always held within an oval of blazing white light, because there is nothing of the shadows in our octave. There is light within light, greater light, more intense light, always surrounded by more light. Therefore, when people say they see the ascended masters, unless what they see is seen in blazing white light, they are only seeing their own thought forms and their own concept of the master. I want to make this clear because the psychic forces have fooled mankind down through the centuries. Unless your mighty I am presence and the ascended masters show you something in blazing white light, don't accept it. Your own presence is light, and it cannot create a shadow. The ascended master's bodies are made of cosmic light substance which does not create a shadow. Now, if you don't want to believe me, then certainly your experiences are going to bring you agony untold, but I must make this clear. The truth must be known, and that which is revealed within blazing light, is the truth. So, don't go around telling people what you see unless you see it in blazing white light, and then it is more for your own instruction than it is for someone else. Every individual has the capacity within the life stream, if the outer self is kept purified, to see within that life stream directly to the mighty I am presence or higher mental body. You have the capacity within life to see the ascended masters and angelic host, provided there is no impurity in your own mental and feeling world, or the atmosphere about you or your flesh body. Therefore, life has provided the way of showing you within the light, the true condition of everything. What cannot create a light and manifest a light to you certainly is no friend of yours, and never will bring you anything but mistakes and mistaken concepts, which will blind you longer, until the light becomes the world of eternal truth about you. Beloved Godfrey So, I offer this tonight for your acceptance. If you prefer to be entertained by seeing your own thought forms, your concepts, being your own creation, do not necessarily tell you the truth. And unless those concepts are in blazing light, they are but human creation. Now, there are a lot of people who don't want to believe me. They think they know more than the ascended host, 
and a good many of them think they know more than what's in the rest of the universe, but that is the human creation, the human ego of conceit and pride and arrogance and ignorance, which drives people to the second death. I am offering you the blazing white light of eternal truth. It will never lie to you. It will never give you a problem. It will never give you anything but the blessings of love and eternal perfection. I will try to stand your guard if you care to accept what I have said. Applause. Thank you so much precious ones. Won't you be seated, please? My purpose in bringing this to you tonight is not for any personal reason. I'm trying to concentrate this knowledge to you in this infallible truth and power of the law from our octave, that the hordes of evil may not be able to connect with you to impose either a hypnotic control or force you into the condition of brainwashing. Now I have offered this for your own protection. The messenger has nothing to do with it, except to reveal the truth I bring. She has called for the invincible purity of eternal truth, and the sacred fire of that eternal truth shall blaze till that truth is known everywhere. That truth and the sacred fire must surround you, if you are to be insulated and cut free from any connection with the hordes of evil in the outer world that are using the most depraved suggestions to bring mankind under their devilish control. So, if I may assist you tonight, I certainly can be your protector. If I were you, I would be dynamite on constantly charging around you the blazing white light of the Ascended Master's eternal purity, the blazing white light of the Ascended Master's eternal truth, and let the sacred fire's eternal truth fill you and surround you with its dazzling white light, until the hordes of evil take the consequences. There are forces in the atmosphere of which none of mankind know. We see them acting constantly. But unless you are insulated in a light so bright they cannot see who abides within, you become a target of their viciousness, because they hate the light. Beloved Godfrey.